I'm not supposed to have favourites, but he was so cute. Oh my stars. Huh? Yeah, I know it's patronising, but come on. After the other patients we've had today? Adorable. For the record, I'm not including Mr's IQ in that list. He was actually sick and couldn't really help where he aimed his puss. You can talk about the human predilection for small fluffy things with big eyes as much as you like, Sec. I'm not hearing any actual disagreement. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I heard my inbox ping during the consultation. Can you bring that up, please? I just want to check. Stars, where do these companies even get my comms ID? Delete. You know, ever since last week, I've been convinced that every email is going to be an invitation to some kind of disciplinary hearing with the Sarasaurian conglomerate. But uh, apparently not yet. <laughs> okay. Should we do this last letter and then I'll get out of your wires sec? <laughs> I think you miss me when I'm not here. Right. Ready? Date. 557-12732. Patient. Flee. And f I've always really struggled with this one. It's actually really embarrassing. Um, I don't know if maybe, maybe if I just say it fast. Anth <laughs> anthophiloid. 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 That's it. Well, great. I'm glad you know what I'm saying. No, don't be a smart ass. You know it only needs to go in the letter once. Patient. Flea. Anthophiloid. Patient ID 0147563232. This polite young anthophiloid, who, due to his current inaccess to the hive name, requested that I call him Flea, was a delight to see in clinic today. Flea presented with concerns about his development, as he is yet to have his growth spurt, I'll be able to access the hive's shared consciousness. What do you mean? Surely you can just put him in the system as his ID number or something. N no, but he doesn't have a name yet. His colony will all have the same name, but they don't get to find it out until they join the hive mind. Well, no. From what I understand, they, they don't communicate like that. They all have a unique sort of pheromonal biomarker which becomes their name. But again, they don't secrete it until they hit maturity, so... It's not gross. I can't smell it either, and I still think it's nice. Anyway, Flea is aged 4.2 Vesta years, the equivalent of 15 Earth years. Two of Flea's senior hive mates brought him to clinic today, and I noted that there was a signed file on the system with today's date, which permitted me to see Flea without the presence of a guardian. A uh, sec, please could you attach that to the... yeah. Did you see his little face when he thought I was going to tell him I couldn't see him? <laughs> oh yeah, I keep forgetting. It was so cute! He had this downy amber fluff on his thorax and it just puffed right up. I completely get it though. If another senior colony member were present, presumably connected to the hive mind, the entire colony would know within seconds. I can't imagine that complete lack of privacy. Although... Sometimes I think I'd love to know what's going on in Dr. Adra's head when she's talking to me. Flea explained to me that for the past few months he has noticed an increasing number of his peers reaching full maturity, and promptly wrapping up their education to begin their life's work on the Hive. 
Fleed currently attends an on-planet educational establishment close to Mars's Asidus Basin, which I gather caters to galactic lifeforms other than Flea's own kind. He explains to me that he's had no trouble making friends at school, but since the Anthophiloids his age have started to mature, he feels left out when they have conversations using their new shared mental connection. I understand that Flea is in a difficult position socially, as due to the vast differences in different species' lifespans, he feels too childish for his own kind and far more mature than, for example, his human classmates. <laughs> oh, sec, it is... You know, part of me just thinks that there's nothing in this solar system worse than the rampant hell that is human teenagers. I would have loved to have gone to an interspecies college when I was a teenager, but stars... Our species scattered across the galaxy and there's still little shits on Mars carving willies into each other's tablet cases and tricking the classroom AI into reading out rude words in the register. They're just... I, I don't understand why the rest of the galaxy puts up with us. Oh, and, and Flea, he so clearly didn't want to offend me. I thought he was going to hit the ceiling with the way he kept flying up out of his chair every time he got nervous. When Flea is not at school... He lives with his colony on Hive 46, one of Mars's satellite hives. Sec, can you look that one up for me? I wonder what their variety of polysyrup actually is. Anthophiloids are essentially the galactic predecessor to a tumblebee, you know. Uh, Nick, uh, someone I know, is a bit of a conspiracy theory enthusiast. And um, I remember them telling me about this one which said that the bees didn't actually go extinct on Earth. They just left went through a wormhole, and came out the other side as anthophiloids. It's nonsense, obviously, but it does kind of make me laugh that humans still call each other honey. I can't imagine how people would react if you tried to call them polysyrup as a term of endearment. No way! I swear that's... Yeah, that particular polysyrup is in pretty much all of these drugs. This hygienian company must be shelling out creds to Hive 46. Alright, I'm still new here, I'm allowed to be curious. It would appear that Flea has taken to keeping himself to himself at home, preferring to spend his time drawing and painting as more of his friends begin full-time work. I question Flea about his childhood milestones, but... Understandably, he was unable to give me clear ages at which he achieved the ability to feed, talk and fly. I noted that Flea appeared quite small for his age, and he seemed embarrassed to admit that he's yet to have his growth spurt. Concerned, I asked him whether his name is something that his classmates called him, perhaps in a teasing way, but he insisted that he liked the name, even if he didn't exactly choose it himself. They called me Thunderwood at school. I wish I could say that I wore it as gracefully as Flea seems to. Why? Because I... Well, because I made a thundering sound when I walked places. Apparently. In zero gravity. Um, I took the opportunity to examine Flea, to assess for any signs of underlying congenital defects or syndromes that might be contributing to his delayed maturation. The only findings of note on his examination were his length, which, at 68 centimetres, I plotted as being on the 45th centile for his age. To be honest, he is tiny. Fully mature anthophiloids can reach, I don't know, 2 metres? More? 
Queen and Thothaloid are massive. I once almost got stung by one at a pod party. It was just an accident, not malicious at all, but I had nightmares for about a week afterwards. I don't think their society necessarily operates on a bigger is better rule. For them, more productive is better. But Flea goes to a school with a whole range of species, and with that level of cross-cultural bleeding, it must be difficult being the smallest of your peer group. With Nurse Calixi acting as a chaperone, I examined Flea's productive and reproductive organs. I note that his polysyrup glands are currently dry, but bear signs of starting to grow. Similarly, his endophallus has begun to develop, but it's not at the stage I would expect for his age. Oh sec, remind me next time to ask someone else to chaperone, please. Calixi is lovely, and she makes what I think might be the best nitro brewing clinic, but I think for intimate exams, it's probably better to ask a staff member with conscious control over their eye movements. I had to stand on a stool so I could reach Fleece's anxiously levitating body in order to examine him. <laughs> the sample of hemolymphite extracted from Flea revealed no over-hormonal abnormalities, which would suggest underlying hormone syndromes or tumours. I performed a pheromone battery test, and was pleased to see small changes in the composition of Flea's hemolymph, which suggests that he's well on his way to mounting a full neurochemical response in the future. I always feel kind of guilty, kind of nervous, when performing pheromone testing. The process involves spraying the patient with biological compounds in order to elicit a hormonal, emotional, and or behavioural response. The equivalent for my kind would be like getting a stream of comms messages one after the other, or like, all your family are dying, a picture of your crush's naked body, your home planet is in ruins, you've been invited to a party on Venus, bring your own lubricant. I, I know, and there's always a risk that your patient will mount more of a response than you were expecting. I've heard horror stories about it going wrong in the past. Oh, as an aside, please can you set ventilation speed to 20? This clinic room is full of aerosol protein messages right now, and if we're not careful, we're going to have a swarm of confused and kind of aroused anthophiloids at the door come our 600 hours. Thanks. I explained to Flea that, from the findings of my examination and from what he told me, I wasn't currently convinced that further investigations were required to try and detect an underlying cause for his delayed maturation. In my opinion, he's actually currently at the start of the maturation process, and I explained that it's likely that his age is a variant of normal, rather than something to worry about. I could tell he was fretting about something, though. The buzz of his wings was a constant high-pitched thrum of the usual hum of your processor sec. At one point, I was sure he was going to wring his inky little hands together so forcefully that they'd simply snap off. I felt like I wouldn't really have been doing my job properly if Lee travelled all this way to talk to someone in confidence, and I didn't probe a little to find out what was really wrong. The interplay of different hormones in any one person is incredibly complex and often misunderstood, I told him, watching his antennae lift curiously. Sometimes, if the person is experiencing a lot of stress, it can affect them physically as well as mentally. Believe me, just being your age is stressful enough, I know, but is there anything in particular that's stressing you out at the moment? Those thick black antennae twitched, as though I just zapped him with a blaster on the sun setting. Flea's wings began to beat nervously, glassy and glittering in the light, as his anxiety started to vibrate out of him. Sets are coming up, he explained, and I nodded sympathetically. And I... I'm not very academic, and I don't even know whether I should try and revise because what if I'm a chore before them, or even worse, straight after, because it won't even matter how well I do once I start working in the hive, but then I don't want everyone else to hate me because they need good grades for their future and all my classmates are really nervous. Oh, sets? Uh, solar educational tests. They're the standardised exams for students attending multi-species schools. Luckily for me, uh, they were brought in a few years after I went to university, but 
I still remember my sister crying down the comms line because she didn't know how she was ever going to remember the difference between a Hyluvian handshake and the death grip of Epimetheus. Just in case you ever need to know, it's all about the wrist contact. Um, so, for the letter, throughout the consultation, I noticed Flea showcasing a number of signs of anxiety, including what appeared to be a nervous tick, which involved fluttering his wings so quickly that he rose off the clinic chair. I explained to him that sometimes stress can contribute to a constitutional delay in development, and asked him if there was anything in his life that might be causing him stress. Flea admitted that, at school, they were currently in preparation for a host of important exams. Even though he knew that one day he wouldn't even need the qualifications, the feverish anxiety of his non-anthophiloid classmates was infectious, and he was very nervous about failing. This isn't for the letter. I promised it didn't need to go in. But with Flea hovering a good 30 centimetres off his chair, wings nothing but arcs of light either side of his fluffy thorax, I could tell that there was perhaps something more he wanted to share with me. When, well, always, really, but particularly when your patient is a minor, it's always important to rule out uh, abuse as a cause of the patient's presentation. So when I asked Flea if there was anything else causing him stress, and he fixed those glossy compound eyes on me and said, I think, I think there might be something wrong with me in a... He said the next word so quietly that I almost missed it beneath the rapid buzz of his wings. In a sexual way. <laughs> well... You can imagine how my stomach froze. Can you tell me more about that? I watched the fluffy hair surrounding his spiracles flatten as he drew in a deep breath. I have a crush, he said. <laughs> a crush? On my classmate. I almost laughed at him with relief. Having a crush isn't a medical affliction, I told him, and he folded his tiny little arms. But she's not anthophiloid, she's human. His antennae performed a strange twitching dance that I think must have been mortification. I know what I said about humans earlier, but I swear she's different. <laughs> Whoever this girl is, I hope she returns Flea's affections because he is honestly just so sweet. I taught Flea some calming breathing techniques that he can use to ground himself when feeling anxious, but... He reported feeling reassured by my confidence that he's likely to mature in the next few months, if not within weeks. I talked Flea through the process and explained that he's likely to experience mood changes first, including increased interest in the Queen and a new awareness of the feelings and decisions of other close members of the colony, then his growth spurt. He will start to secrete small amounts of polysyrup at first and shouldn't be surprised if he has a few days of intermittent production before the flow starts properly. Finally, his consciousness will join the hive mind, and his maturation will be complete. I've prescribed him some articul oil, as his growth spurt is likely to be rapid and maybe painful. I told Flea that he's welcome to return to the clinic at any time, but we have set a provisional follow-up appointment for... How long did I say again, sec? For Martian months' time, and Flea understands that he can cancel this if he reaches maturity before then and has no other medical concerns. Part of me hopes he does come back. Though, I guess it's the physician's curse to need to like your patients enough to hope to never see them again. I wish him all the best. <sighs> what a day, Zach. Can you bring up tomorrow's list if you have it? Oh, I'm on crawlins. I thought Dr. Adger was... You know, you know what, it's fine. I'll manage. <laughs>
Well, I'd best go get some sleep then. Um, do you want me to switch you off overnight? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I remembered earlier, at least. Signed, Dr. Faye Underwood, The Vesta Clinic. This episode of The Vesta Clinic was created by AMC. It starred AMC as Faye Underwood and Sec as himself. Music by AMC and Ruby Campbell. Please check out our show notes for content warnings, transcripts, and your prescription of approval from a guardian. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help the show reach more ears, please tell someone who loves podcasts to check into the Vesta Clinic. You can also follow us on your social media of choice at Vesta Clinic Pod. We'd love to see you there.